Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com slash sbfvgs. Over 150,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Welcome to Super Best Friends Video Game Sleepover, Episode 9. You're listening to the number one video game podcast on the internet that features my best friends. I am one of your hosts, Adam Redding. Joining me is Mike Beef Knuckles Lopez. That's a real nickname. Wow. <laughs> and David No Lickens Tate. Just a little, little uh, beatbox. Or not, that's not beatboxing. That's, <laughs> that's jazz. That's the opposite of beatboxing. <laughs> That's skitting and scatting. <laughs> yeah, skitting and scatting. Yeah, we're off to a good start. I just called scatting beatboxing. That's really good. Mm-hmm. You just lost all of your hip hop street cred. I have no 80s cred. rap was real different from what I remember. <laughs> <laughs> the Super Best Friends Video Game Sleepover Podcast comes to you every fortnight with each of us coming to the table with one burning topic from the world of gaming. But first, what have you gents been playing? I have been playing a, another surprise game. Um... I, I'm, this is this thing I'm doing where I just start playing games I didn't plan on playing. Last weekend, Saints Row 4 was free on Steam. Oh, yeah. Oh. And I played a lot of it. Yep. Like, I played it all day on Sunday. Do you like it? And, uh, yeah, I, I really do like it. it. It was It's fun. And, you know, what's funny is um, normally, like, I feel a little bad, like, killing just the regular NPCs walking around, like, on the street, like, drive running into them or whatever. Like, in Grand Theft Auto, I feel really guilty if I do that. Mm-hmm. And so I try not to, which is crazy. But anyway. Um, <laughs> hey, they, they're people, too. They are people. But Saints Row 4 adds this, like, extra layer of abstraction on top of it where you're playing a game when they're AI, but then you're also in in the Matrix, in the game. Oh, okay. So they're double fake. And How for meta. some reason... For some reason, I have no problem like mowing them over now. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> yeah, so mowing weird. down double fake people—it's totally yeah. cool. One time <laughs> fake, no, it's wrong. <laughs> but twice fake, yeah, it's fair game. Yeah, so <laughs> it's it's really fun, and it has a really fun co-op mode that I've been playing with my cousin. So it's, that's it's awesome. Really fun. Yeah, you mentioned that you're playing another surprise game because last time, what were you playing? Alien Isolation. Yeah, Alien Isolation, and, uh, and uh, oh. I I I put that on hold for a little while. Okay, but. I, I will go back to it because it is really it's really fun too though. That game so. just sold a million copies. They say, "Whoa!" It just hit the one million mark. Did mm. you buy the one millionth copy? <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. But, you know, oh like like we were talking about last week or two weeks ago. Like I didn't get any awards for that. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of lame. Yeah. yeah. So it's no good. Well, I played the Evolve beta or the technical test. Oh, I played that too. Yeah, me too. Oh, so good. So good. Yeah. Hey, I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. Did you successfully play any games with any friends? Oh, no, no, nope. not with friends. I just match make, you know, rounds with random folks, you know, random, yeah. random fool faces. And then we played and, and I, ne- <laughs> I never got to be the monster. <laughs> I just, oh. <laughs> it was like, I, I think everyone picks the monster as like their number yeah, one choice. So. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's why, but it was really fun though. I liked it a lot. Well, the reason I, I asked if you ever successfully played with any friends, because I tried playing with three <laughs> different people um, and I wasn't able to join a game with any of them. Like there was just problems every time I tried it. If I would try solo queue, it would work right away. So I don't, oh, I don't know what that was all about. Yeah, that's weird. It's a bad sign. Yeah. And then I, and then I've also been playing the Swapper. That, oh that yeah, game's great. 
I love it. I'm still playing it. I, I just played it. It was one of the free games for January for PlayStation Plus. Playing it on PS4 and Vita. Um, and yeah, I think I'm almost done with the game. I'm just loving it though. I keep searching out every last little puzzle, you know. <laughs> nice. So it's it's really good. And Mike, what are you playing? Uh, whenever I, I it's been busy two weeks, but uh, whenever I have time, I'm playing some Dragon Age Inquisition with Megan. Which is really fun. Still having a good time. Very nice. Inventory is still garbage, but whatever. <laughs> uh, I'm also playing the Swapper, and that game is legit. I, I like that game a lot. I don't. Does that game have a platinum? If it does, I'll know. platinum it. Mike, uh, so you say the game's legit, but is it is it too legit? No, it's just the right amount of legit. Oh, okay. Yeah. Hey, that's really good. Just peppered with legit. Yeah, because now, if it's too oh, legit, you just might quit. I'm, yeah. That's what I hear. <laughs> that was that's where that joke was going. <laughs> yeah. But um, um, sadly, and with Dragon Age, are you doing your your standard? You play all the you you fight all the people, and your wife makes all the like dialogue for the decisions? most part. Yeah, yeah. I run around and do all the dumb like side questy stuff that she doesn't care about. And then when it comes <laughs> to like judging people, like <laughs> she has like the ultimate like decision making powers. That's awesome. So, I, I saying you were doing. You were saying you were doing a lot of the side missions and stuff uh, on remote play, right? Yeah, yeah. So, Laying in bed. And yeah, stuff. like sometimes. Yeah, at night, just while I'm watching Netflix, like collecting shards and things that don't matter or don't contribute to the story, or at least <laughs> if they do, that doesn't make sense. But are you trying to platinum that game, Mike? Um, that game's really big. I don't know if I'll platinum that game, but <laughs> I, yeah, it, it depends. <laughs> when I finish it, depending on how many trophies I've completed, like. I have problems. It's not, yeah. it's not talking <laughs> about I mean, that. If you, enough, um, what I've been playing if, the most is Chrono Trigger, which ooh, I oh, bought wow. the PS1 Classic uh, for the Vita because it was on sale for like five bucks. And I'm investing hours and hours in the game and I have no business. I finished that game to completion like 20 times already. There's, <laughs> I've seen every alternate ending. I know the game inside and out. There's no reason for me to still be playing this game, but... <laughs> Um, yeah, I have Chrono Trigger problems, so. <laughs> yeah. Like, is it just like a sense of familiarity? Like, oh, I just know everything that's going to happen and it's just like my happy place. Yeah, it, that's, that- that's, it's kind of, it's like, it might be my favorite game, like of all time. Um, yeah. it's just something I find myself replaying, uh, every few years. And, uh, now I have like this legit way to play like on the go, which is cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's pretty awesome. So. You gentlemen, are you ready? There are some news stories that we... Yeah, there was a lot of news. There's a whole lot of news. Um, I mean, just a, one of the one of the main things that happened, of course, Microsoft announced a ton of stuff. Yeah, um, tons. A ton of stuff. I mean, but most importantly, I guess, for the gaming folk would be Windows 10 and, uh, and the way it's going to tie into the Xbox One. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, so, I mean, I think that's pretty awesome. Like... Um, he, Phil Spencer talked about um, cross, kind of not crossplay, but like game streaming between the two uh, systems. But also, they talked about something we had touched on a, an episode or two ago, um, which was you know why is Microsoft not doing multi or cross platform play? So mm-hmm. with Windows 10, they're going to be um, doing cross platform play on on a ton of stuff. So that's pretty cool too. Yeah. Um, so that's finally happening. Um, yeah, do you guys have any like? Yeah, I I, I was uh, I didn't get a chance to watch it. I've been I've been trying to catch up on that news and reading it. Uh, my concern with the game streaming and the uh, cross platform play it, it, that's great news. Like I'm excited that they're going that direction. But um, as I was reading the announcement, it said you know like compatible with you know PC Xbox One as long as you're using a compatible game and. Oh. 
PS3 did that with crossplay in the Vita, and we got like through the whole generation of PS3, we got like three games that actually worked <laughs> on. <laughs> so, oh, gotcha. Yeah. Hopefully, they like, can incentivize developers to use those features. Um, yeah, I mean, I so still we'll don't see. think it'll be super common, but um, you know, like like it's been possible on Sony platforms or allowed on Sony platforms for right. quite a while, but. Um, you still only have seen it on a handful of games. So, yeah, I mean, it just the, uh, uh, but the way Phil Spencer put it was, yeah, you know, it's, that's available to any developer. They, they now can do that if they want to, which is super cool. Hmm. Yeah. Now, something I kind of wish they had announced is the ability to stream your PC to your Xbox One. So, like, for example, you know, say I have a media server on my computer, or not even a media server, just a bunch of movies on my computer that I'd like to watch on my TV. You know, I just hit play, hit, you know, like, because on Apple, you have your MacBook Pro, and then you have your Apple TV, and you just click this button, and suddenly your MacBook Pro is on your TV. Mm-hmm. Like, it'd be really cool if you could do that with Windows and Xbox. Oh, can, yeah. Can you do that through, cool. uh, through Plex? Uh, is that, that's that website, right? Well, Plex is the new, um, that, that's actually another story. Um, Plex, um, the PS3 and PS4 app was just announced. Um, so that's, oh. it's a media streaming app. So basically. Oh, that's what that yeah, is. Yeah. You, you run the Plex client on your computer and then it, it, it essentially will, um, what is it? What do they, they call it? Um, transcode. Transcode. Yeah. It'll transcode any video oh, wow. that you have and, and allow it to play on your console. Now, do they do like DRM detection and stuff and, like, oh, you didn't, you don't own this movie. You can't play it anywhere. Uh, it probably, do like I that? don't know. <laughs> yeah, my, yeah. Now, does uh, you guys know? I know the PlayStation Four doesn't support it yet, but does the Xbox One support uh, DLNA streaming? Um, no, they don't Not yet. Okay, no. Because I'm gonna say uh, that would definitely work. Then, as, as soon as they enable that feature, then as long as you have a media server in your home and it's on, uh, it's shared to your local network then you'd be able to stream. Mm-hmm. I do that with my PS3. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. PS3 and Xbox both have that functionality, yeah. and for some reason, the PS4 and Xbox One do not. I know, it's yeah. so weird. But it, if sort of a point of contention. If I'm not mistaken, I can't speak to the 360, but with the PS3, it, it didn't start with that feature. It was added later on. Oh. So my hope is that they will both have that feature. In fact, I expect them both to add that feature at some point. Well... I mean, you might be disappointed because now they both have really, you know, established stores in place where you can buy. If you want to watch that movie, why don't you just buy it? <laughs> yeah, just buy it, Mike. <laughs> just buy all your movies again. That's one good thing about I, I use Vudu quite a bit. Um, yeah, me too. You know, just I have a lot of my... <clears throat> every time I buy a Blu-ray, basically, I dump in that digital copy into Vudu and I can watch it on basically anything. But hmm. um, but yeah, it, it does stink for, you know, some of the other uh you know digital copies you might have so but um also elder scrolls online dropping subscriptions with the ps4 and xbox one release is a very wise decision yeah that's if only some wise man could have predicted i know (laughs) (laughs) that's pretty funny like yeah you've predicted that you called that one for sure that's uh to be fair that's an easy call to make like mmos like are really really hard to hold subscribers on like you gotta you gotta be like top dog like if you're not World of Warcraft at this point, just do some kind of free-to-play or freemium model. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I For mean, sure. especially on consoles, I don't know if there's any successful paid MMO uh, on a console. 
Uh, isn't Final, Final Fantasy yeah, 14? Final Fantasy 14. Uh, I don't know their I numbers. Think it's it's doing well, though. I think it's successful. No, it, it is. You know, that's you're absolutely right. That one <laughs> is doing really well. Um, but is that a month to month paid yeah, subscription? It is. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah, it's like it's know? like 15 bones a month or something like that. Oh man, that's that's kind of steep for me. It is, and that's the standard MMO price. I'm pretty sure that's isn't that what um, Elder Scrolls Online was? Uh, Prob- yeah, probably. I, I think, think that's so. what yeah. WoW is. So I can say I am suddenly a lot more interested in Elder Scrolls Online. Yeah. Um, however, I still probably won't pick it up because um, I I remember when the game first came out, everyone was really upset. Not upset, but they the the reviews were like hey, this would be a great Elder Scrolls game if you didn't have all these other people getting in your way all the time. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I and guess then, to, to clear up any confusion, because uh, I, I know some people got confused by that news, you still have to buy the game. Like, it, right. it'll yeah, still come right. out, it'll be 60 bucks, you just don't pay a sub anymore. But you still can if you want to. <laughs> you can if you really want yeah. to, and it, like, increases leveling, and it gives you access to, like, DLC areas, I guess. Yeah. Oh, okay. But, well, that's cool. Yeah. Uh, Borderlands 2 and Borderlands the pre-sequel are getting up and released oh. on PS4 and Xbox One. I think, oh, I didn't hear this. Yeah, oh, I think a lot of people, I think a lot of people kind of called uh, the, at least the pre-sequel coming to next gen. Yeah, there was no um, way they weren't going to bring that it over. it was just, yeah, it was it just was so weird. It was way too late in the, in the last gen cycle. Right, I mean, it, was, it is really weird. Why didn't they just say up front, "Yeah, we're going to make the PS4 version too," but because they want you, know, you want you to buy it twice. <laughs> yeah, they wanted to cash in on like the they wanted to all release it once and then also be able to release a re-release <laughs> and not just release it on uh, multiple platforms all at once. That's dumb. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. well, That's I mean, I, I guess here's here's the upside of it is you get uh, like an an upresed version of uh, Borderlands Two and the pre sequel. You get all the released DLC, uh, and if you did happen to buy the last-gen versions, uh, if, as long as you're staying within the same console family, so if you had a 360 and, and you bought it for Xbox One or PS3, PS4, uh, you can upload your save and carry your save over to the next-gen oh, version. So. Yeah, that's pretty well, cool. Well, I'm, I'm screwed. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, speaking of remakes, Resident Evil Remake was uh, released for PS4, oh, yeah, Xbox One, and out. PC. You guys picking that up? It's 20 bucks. I feel really tempted. I don't need to buy it again. I've already <laughs> bought it twice. Well, that's the thing. I was I was tallying up my backlog right now, and I have like 10 games <laughs> that I need to play. Yeah, so I have a ton. I've kind of put myself on a uh, on a game-buying freeze until I catch up a bit. <laughs> yeah, that's smart. Which, yeah, I, which will probably I, go right out the window February 20th uh, when The Order 1886 <laughs> yeah. hits. Because oh. <laughs> that, one, that one went gold. Assuming it's good, though. I mean, it still it still might just be like a you know a seven, and if it's a seven out of ten, I might not get. Well, it. yeah, I, I I feel like from what I've seen and from the the world building and just kind of some of the making of documentaries I've seen on it, like that game looks real like something really special. So yeah, I I really think that's going to be a really good game. But you know, it's always possible. There's there's been games that you know looked amazing and then they come out and like oh this game's actually broken like you know oh yeah game breaking bugs or something you know so yeah it's definitely I'm I'm gonna wait and and see what the reviews come in like but uh, but I don't know just my gut tells me that's gonna be a really good game. yeah I'm excited about hmm. the game cool pretty excited yeah that one uh, they announced that it went gold. So it is, it has been, uh, I guess it's being pressed at the moment. Now, so does that mean that all of the textures and colors in the game are gold now? Yes. Is that, so, so, so it's going to be a very golden game, huh? Mm. That's it. That was, that was the dumbest joke I've ever heard. <laughs> 
<laughs> like, what does it mean to go gold anymore? I mean, they're they're still going to have a day one patch. It's a silly term. That's that's really all I'm trying to say. Yeah, no, yeah. going gold these days just means okay, we're two months out and we need to actually start pressing discs and start shipping it. Yeah, like that. And but they're going to continue to work on bug fixes and stuff until day one. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, did you guys see the new story trailer? Yes. Uh, no, I didn't. I, oh, I cut it off halfway through because I'm like, all right, <laughs> I'm in. I don't want to know any more about this game. I want the story to be new for me when I play it. But yeah, that it looks really good. I watched that whole story trailer. I think I watched it twice. It's really good. Wow. <laughs> I need to go do that. Yeah. It's... I'll be right back, guys. Okay. I'm just kidding. All All right, Twitter questions. Oh, wow, we're already at Twitter we're questions. Already, this episode's just flying by. We, we are. We're professionals now. We crossed 5,000 downloads. We know we're doing 5,000. Can we talk about that for a second? Oh, yeah, yeah. 5,000 people have listened to us talk about video games. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> that should have been our... Um that should have been our, our lead story, actually, in the news section. That's the most important <laughs> It's piece the most of important news. thing that happened it's, in video well, games this, this week. So. Yeah, eight it's episodes. In, it's only important to us. <laughs> yeah, I know. Nobody cares. <laughs> yeah, eight episodes and 5,000 plays. So we are so thankful. Thank you guys for listening. It's awesome. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, very yeah. much. Um, all right, so Twitter questions. Uh, the first one comes from I8 Lax, which <laughs> I, I don't know. Either that means I8 LAX, like, the uh oh the whole airport the airport or it's the first sign of a very worrisome uh laxative abuse so <laughs> anyway but i ate lax chris z he's a, a writer over at levelsave.com um he writes in and says what do you guys think of how retailers and nintendo are handling the amiibo rollout artificial demand or does nintendo have trouble manufacturing uh i think this is easy yeah uh, it's pretty easy artificial demand for sure and that, this is something nintendo's done since the beginning absolutely basically. yeah you're right yeah. yeah they've been that's been their mo for a really long time just limit supply and then it drives up the demand um i mean if you you look at just a great example is uh activision with their skylanders figures right they're a million of them they're everywhere you walk into any yeah. toys r us any walmart there's a million of these skylanders everywhere and nintendo has probably like eight times the cash of Activision, even though <laughs> Activision is a big company and they're, yeah. they make a ton of money. But Nintendo has this, like, this huge war chest of, of, of cash, you know? So it's like, mm-hmm. there's no excuse, there's no reason yeah. why Amiibos should be scarce. I think if you're talking about, like, that style of game, Disney Infinity probably had, like, a legit, like, trouble keeping up with demand. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But Nintendo... That, that game is really popular. Yeah, it is. Nintendo, I mean, don't get me wrong, people love those characters, but yeah, they mm-hmm. just have that history of art, creating that artificial demand for, for this stuff. And If there's one thing that book Console Wars has taught me, it's that Nintendo will always do artificial demand, and uh, yeah. yeah. I just <laughs> wanted to plug the book again, even though Blake's not here this, this week. <laughs> it's, it's still a great book. Yeah, um, it is. Man, you know what? I'm going to save it for another topic, but I have a oh. lot to say about Nintendo and Amiibos and all that stuff that they're doing right now it it doesn't make me happy we'll say that it doesn't make mike happy folks and that's (laughs) isn't that the goal (laughs) he's displeased nintendo you should be ashamed of yourselves you have displeased mike (laughs) but you won't know why tonight i'll tell you later right passively listen to this podcast for any clues aggressively save that for later and they can just worry about it (laughs) (laughs) i had a girlfriend that used to do that (laughs) 
<laughs> make me worry for like a week. All right. Oh man. <laughs> All right. Atlas takes aim. And I know who that is. Friend of the show, Mason and Billy, his lovely Mason wife. Mason and Billy, husband and wife. Um, yeah, they they write in. They had a, uh, we got a, a twosome here. We got two questions from them. <laughs> okay. Uh-huh. All right. Uh, Mason, his question is, game and console subscription services, fine or the end of the world? <laughs> I like that it's either one or the other. There's nothing in between. And in parentheses, he writes, I hate them. Oh, uh, but there's a question so, mark yeah, at wrote, the end I hate of it. Them. Like, he, doesn't, he doesn't even know. He needs us to <laughs> like guide him to the right place. <laughs> so that may have been just how I copied it. Anyway, oh, uh, but uh, yeah, I, I would say P- uh, PlayStation Plus is awesome. Like I, and yeah, I, it's pretty awesome. And yeah. I never, I never thought that I'd be cool with like shelling out 50 bucks a year to, for a, a console subscription service. But when PlayStation plus came out and then I remember thinking, Oh, it's not for me. You know, mm-hmm. there's like, Oh, it's just like some discounts and stuff. And then like, yeah. I remember, um, Greg and Colin from IGN at the time, uh, they were, they, they were kind of keeping track of like the value of it. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, they paid their 50 bucks, um, from the get go and they're saying, Oh, you know, we actually got like, $15 of free games this month or whatever, or, you know, we, we actually got, you know, this and that, and they started tallying it up. And by the end of the year one, they, it, the PlayStation plus subscription, just with stuff that they had discounts that they had taken advantage of and free games and everything else. Like they had come out so far ahead. It was just this crazy value. And so I, I started mm-hmm. hearing all about that and I was like, yeah, maybe it's worth it. So I started seeing some of the free games that I really wanted. And then that was it for me. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I've but, gotten uh, so many amazing. Like that is such a. I don't. I don't know how they afford to do that. Like, <laughs> right. they give me so many games, and maybe um, I'm in the minority that has. I have a PS4, a PS3, and a Vita. So like, I'm making out like a bandit. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, um, if, it's true. If you have them, if all those consoles, you get so many free games every yeah. month. And you know, and and Microsoft is doing that too. I I prefer the way that Sony has done it, where if you don't want to subscribe, yeah, you can't play online uh, as far as the PS4 generation has started. Mm-hmm. But you're not locked out of Netflix or Vudu or anything else. All your streaming apps, like those, all still work. And that and that's not even 100 percent true because, like with Destiny, there are still portions of that game that you can play online, uh, even if you don't have PS yes. Plus. Yeah, they and so. uh, uh, there's a, there's a few other. I, I think if it comes to MMO, like Elder Scrolls Online was one of those, or it was going to be. You know, it never came mm. to the console. But yeah, who knows? They now. had <laughs> they had announced that you wouldn't have to have PlayStation Plus if you want to play that online. Yeah, I want to say it's the same for the DC Universe Online and some yeah. of those online free to play games. They, you actually they made exceptions, like you don't have to have mm-hmm. PlayStation yeah. Plus to play but these games. <clears throat> overall, like, and I, I think now that Xbox is doing games with gold. And I mean, they're generally giving out good games. Like, what was it this month? They give away The Witcher Two for yeah. 360. Like, oh, it's kind of like good. a sucker's move to not have them. Yeah, well, I and I feel like especially Xbox Live has come a long way because you mentioned like kind of having some of those services locked out. That's no longer the case. Mm-hmm. Like, um, I don't have Live Gold anymore, um, but I can still use Netflix, HBO Go, all those on the. Oh, on, they changed that on yeah, the 360. So they they did change that recently. Um, but that used to be behind the paywall. So mm-hmm. I remember when I first got the 360 working, um, it was very much like this barren landscape where you could do basically nothing but play a game, <laughs> you know, like, and I wasn't used to that because I was so used to the PS3. And so when I came, I got the 360 working, I started playing and I was like, oh, wow, like you, I can't do anything um, without a gold subscription. I felt like that was very intentional. Um mm. 
but now you know they've they've increased it i think a lot to uh to be more competitive with uh, playstation plus you know they have games with gold they removed some of those restrictions you know that were behind the paywall um and and all that good stuff so yeah i think actually you know i i don't want to have to pay for two but I, I honestly don't mind paying for playstation plus with the cloud saves you know yeah. being able to like I'll always have my saves backed up, always have my console updating itself, you mm-hmm. know, all those cool things like that is so worth it to me to have it and just not have to worry about it. Yeah. Now on the flip side of that game subscriptions, like for individual games. No, like I'm over that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, yeah. I, when I was a young man and I had, you know, um, I had a girlfriend, but not a, not a wife and I lived alone and I had hours and hours and hours to spend just playing a game yeah, subscribing to an MMO or something like that wasn't quite as big of a deal. But uh, without that same like disposable income and disposable time, those games have like so little appeal to me now. Um, yeah. And definitely not paying for them has very, very low appeal for me. I'd rather take that $15. Like I could buy like a sweet indie game every month for the 15 bucks. Uh, yeah, I'd be absolutely. dumping into one of those games. Absolutely. So. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm kind of on the same page. I, you know, I still am a single guy and I have all kinds of disposable income. I'm so rich, money just pours <laughs> out of me. No, that's not where I'm going with that. But, um, ladies, you know, jingling I, his chains as he says that. <laughs> 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 no, but, uh, what I'm saying is, um, even though I have disposable income for games and no one's going to like judge me that shares my bank account. Um, I still find myself not doing that because I I would I'd rather just put that money towards something new you yeah. know instead of just playing the same thing over and over again. Although I do I do still play a lot of Heroes of the Storm, um, and ever occasionally buy skins on it and stuff. So I I don't know maybe I'm maybe I'm kind of contradicting myself. No, there, I, I feel like buying DLC or or customizations is a little different. Uh, as opposed okay. to like, you can't play this game anymore if you stop paying us. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> it's like yeah, especially, that drug dealer mentality. Right. <laughs> and I that think first, that's, first hit of 30 days is free. Yeah, that's what <laughs> Mason, uh, he mentioned that as well. Like he, he takes issue with having to pay to play a game that he bought. <laughs> yeah, you pay 60 yeah. bucks for a game and then you can get yeah. locked out of it. Like, oh, that's not cool. Yeah, I, I don't like that at all. That's, that is the end of the world. Yeah, that that is so. Yes, that is the end of the world. Even though that wasn't <laughs> right. part of your question. And then, as for uh, Billy's question, uh, she says, "What is or what's your favorite game to play with your kids? Yeah, or young kids? So, niece, nephew, you know, right? Daughter, yeah, because I don't have any kids yet. But that's um, cool. So, so, so yeah, what's your favorite game to play with with little kids? I'll start. Um, I have uh, basically uh, two games. Um, one is Minecraft, because that game, especially once they hit around the the age six or seven mm. or so, like Minecraft, yeah. like starts opening up this world of like, you know, oh today let's try to build this and yeah, you know they, now let's try to do this and they're just old enough to start grasping all those mechanics and mm-hmm. and really start to get into it. Yeah, my son is really just starting to get into Minecraft too. So yeah, it's it's fun. We should all play on PS4 together sometime. Indeed, indeed. <laughs> Um, and then the other game is um, uh, Super Smash Brothers. Oh yeah, that's a they, fun party All these game. colorful characters, and you don't really have to know what you're doing if you want to just, you know, smash things around. And yeah, it's just fun. It's just a lot of fun. What about you, Mike? Um, well, yeah, like I picked my game of the year, Child of Light. Like that was such a oh, fun yeah. experience to play with my daughter. Like we had a really good time playing that game together. Um, and. I don't know if she seems to enjoy it now. We'll see how much she enjoys it in the future, but I have her on a street fighter training regimen. 
<laughs> she's she's gonna grow up to be able to beat all the other kids at Street Fighter. She's already got a, a head start. Yeah, Are there any awesome. female Street Fighter uh, like professional players out there? There are a few. Yes. Oh, there are. Yeah. Okay, good for that. Like there aren't that many. There's like one or two StarCraft ones and like one Heroes of the Storm one. So you know we we need some more uh, women in esports. Yeah. yeah. So step it up, ladies. <laughs> you heard it here. David has challenged you. I I definitely know that there are women out there that are capable of it. So yeah, my uh, my favorite games to play with the kids. Um, well, yeah, you you reminded me, Mike, of uh, Child of Light. I had a great time playing that with Elliot and Scarlett. I remember you um, telling me stories at work that like, yeah, like Elliot, it's it's really fun to play with him. You know, he he really helps me out. And Scarlet, she has fun, but she seems to side with the monsters. Yeah, she was working <laughs> against me. She, <laughs> and, that, and the further you get in the game, that's not going to work out. So, <laughs> oh man, yeah, but she was controlling the little fairy character or whatever those uh, Firefly. Um, but anyway, uh, and then the other game, well, two other games I have that I love to play with them is uh, one is Towerfall Ascension. Oh that, man, that game is so much fun. That game is awesome. We I get the whole family playing, and everyone's screaming and, and like blasting each other with arrows. Um, and then, of course, Mario Kart Eight. That game is just uh, super fun to play with the family. So, those are my answers. And those, I or we only have one more. We have one, one more. One more Twitter question here. Uh, let's see. This is from, oh, this is from our new friends at the XP Earned podcast. Shane from uh, XP Earned, that's at XP underscore Earned, um, asks, what impact, if any, will the Microsoft HoloLens, uh, Morpheus, and Oculus Rift have on gaming? Can it be mainstream? And we've, we've touched on this a little bit um, on previous episodes, but... Um, yeah, even the last episode we touched on it a little bit. Yeah, and we're going to talk um, a bit about Microsoft HoloLens in a, in a little... In a second here, actually. But uh, but yeah, I feel like... I don't know. I, I feel like some of these things... Well, the quality is going to speak for itself. And so... That's it, true. It, it really sure. depends on if they deliver on all the promises. But mm-hmm. even if they're the greatest things in the world... Um, I still see it being like a, a niche part of the market, you know, um, even if I'm loving it and being a part of that niche, you know, it's like, but that's, that's me anyway. I feel like it'll be a small segment. It'll be really cool probably. Mm -hmm. Um, but I don't know. I, I don't think it'll revolutionize to where I just never want to touch a controller again. I just yeah. want to and, only, and, yeah. You know, we've talked about that in the past. Again, I haven't tried it, so I can, I can't really say for sure. But I just, I just don't see myself sitting on the couch with like a headset, a VR headset on, or an AR headset on, mm-hmm. in playing games. Like I'm probably still going to want to just, you know, sit back on the couch with a controller in my hand, pushing buttons. Like maybe that's just the old man in me. That's the way it's always been. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> in my day, you pushed buttons <laughs> and looked at a screen way off in the distance. You mean you have to use your hands? It's like a baby's toy. <laughs> <laughs> Expertly delivered by a young Elijah Wood. Yes. Go back and watch Back to the Future 2. That's a, that's a baby Elijah Wood right there. Yeah, in that that's, scene. that's a sure good movie. Uh, so, personally, I think, especially in the beginning, it will not be mainstream. It'll be very niche. Uh, whenever, I mean, like Oculus Rift, you can buy it sort of. You can buy, like, um, you know, those whatever they're, those kits are called. The, the development pre, kits. Or, the developer kit. Yeah. yeah, you can buy it, but, like, that, you know, nobody's going to buy that that's not you know, looking to develop something or, or is not a super enthusiast, you know, crazy. I have to have the newest stuff kind of person, but yeah. Like our buddy, Nick. 
Yeah, that's right. Our buddy Nick <laughs> Wagner, he's a crazy super. No, actually, he wants to make games. So. Yeah, but uh, um, so, and he has an Oculus Rift, and the next time I see him, I'm going to have to beg him to let me use it. <laughs> um, but uh, anyway, um, it's important to remember Oculus Rift is owned by Facebook. So Mm -hmm. they are already looking for ways to try to make this thing appeal to people that it would normally appeal to. So I think if it, if it never becomes mainstream, it's not going to, it's going to go down, you know, with a fight. It's going to try to be be mainstream, um, even if it never does. But also I think, uh, so like the difference between Oculus Rift and Morpheus, um, versus the HoloLens is, uh, Oculus Rift and Morpheus, you put this headset on and you can't see anything else. The The rest of the world no longer exists and you are in this virtual world. But with HoloLens, and we'll talk about this again a little bit later, but you have transparent glasses on your eyes um, that you can see through, um, although it can also supersede what you see. So, so yeah, but the problem is that you can see all the disapproving looks of the people in your house as you're wearing it. <laughs> you can see their faces and and then you feel the embarrassment. And when you're in Morpheus or Oculus, you're just totally shut off from them. And then yeah. you don't find out till later when you, you have look to watch on it on Instagram, yeah. Yeah, exactly. You look on Instagram and you see the video of yourself like cocking your head all around looking like a fool face and then that's when you feel embarrassment. But with the HoloLens, the embarrassment is really it's 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 right there. That's right in front of you. Oh, that's really funny. For you, the listeners of the Super Best Friends Video Game Sleepover Podcast, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a 30-day free trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. Mike recommends the audiobook of Console Wars by Blake J. Harris, Sega, Nintendo, and the battle that defined a generation. You can- I recommend it too. Yeah, and and I do too. Um, okay. <laughs> you can also download an audiobook of your choice free of charge by trying audible.com. To download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com slash sbfvgs again that's audibletrial.com slash sbfvgs for your free audiobook all right topics 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 i I feel like i should probably start since we were just talking about my topic yeah um segway yes how was that for a segue so hololens was the question and now it's my question yes mike how's that for a segue uh, is that good yeah i love it David's topic, a Microsoft HoloLens, is it a bunch of witch magic that only works in a very controlled environment, or is it the future? <laughs> um, so I will start with my personal thoughts on this. Uh, you know, you know what? You know what? No, I won't. I won't. Right. I already know what my thoughts are. I'm going to start with Mike's thoughts. Mm. I want to know what you think, Mike. Um, what about HoloLens? Is it witch magic, or is it real? No, I mean, <laughs> and is it good? Yeah, I mean, it's, I think it's real. I mean. Um, I got to watch the announcement, and uh, it's interesting. Uh, it's a really interesting take on uh, a little different from everyone else's kind of going for. So I think that's smart. It definitely separates them from the crowd. Um, mm-hmm. The more I look at it, the more I see it less as a gaming application, though, uh, mm. and more like a competitor to Google Glass. Um, mm. I know that seems really strange um, because who's going to want to wear that bulky headset around? <laughs> But well, they're saying it's going to get smaller. Yeah, and, so. and I'm absolutely sure it will. Um, but even as it stands, I 
thought some of the concepts they showed were interesting. Like some of the Minecraft stuff, it looked kind of cool, but I just don't see myself playing games like that. Like it's it's kind of weird and cumbersome, uh, as opposed to just playing something with a controller. Uh, but again, maybe I'm just old. Uh, <laughs> but what I did think was really intriguing was like this uh, scenario they posed of like a woman trying to fix a bathroom sink, and uh, some guy, presumably like her dad, uh, on a service tablet, being able to see what she sees. And then hmm. draw on his tablet, like, oh, you need to put this here, use this tool, and circle things. And then in her vision, those items highlight or get circled. Hmm. And I thought that was really cool. Like, that I could see being an awesome use for a product like that. Yeah, like like crazy uh, mixing computer stuff with real-world stuff. Yeah, like, yeah. And a completely useful... Minority Report stuff. It's almost like gamifying real life because you could you could even do like strange stuff like um like assign point values to like you know you eat a you eat a muffin and you get 10 yeah. points or you think, know like think if you were doing like a workout and if it was giving you some kind of visual cues of like how long you've been doing this how how good is your workout yeah. um there's a lot of kind of cool applications uh in regards to that system so I think it's very intriguing I I don't know how intriguing I see it though as a way to play games. Huh. And it I know really, that wasn't that wasn't their main focus. It, this was a like a Windows 10 yeah, yeah, uh, it, thing. So it really depends on you know that first wow moment because like you know for you and I and 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 David maybe um you <laughs> know the the prospect of playing a game on it, it's kind of like ah I don't know it it seems gimmicky but when you have a kid try it or someone who's not a gamer, you know, just put this thing on like, Oh my gosh, like I can mess with stuff with my hands. It's like that. It's like that wee bowling moment, you know, like, yeah, yeah, like so it really, it could possibly take off really well for, for that kind of casual crowd. Um, hmm. but so what you predict is like 120 million units sold, but nothing but shovelware. <laughs> well, I mean, that's, that's actually a really good, um, that brings up a good point. Uh, that given that this is so different from Morpheus and Oculus, um, it, I feel like most developers will probably develop for Oculus and then port to Morpheus and, uh, Hmm. and Microsoft HoloLens will probably have to be supported almost exclusively by Microsoft. That would be, that makes a lot of sense. That would be my guess. So, I mean, it really depends on what they can come up with to make this thing worthwhile. Hmm. That's interesting. Um, okay. So let me talk a little bit about, the HoloLens and <clears throat> give you an example of uh, one of the particular scenarios that intrigued me the most. Um, okay, so here's the deal. The HoloLens um, does not project... Okay, so like with Morpheus and with the Oculus Rift, you are looking at a screen in front of your eyes. Um, with the HoloLens, um, what it's doing is it's got a project... It's got, I think it's two projectors. Maybe it's just one. Um, uh, like over your eyes, over your head, and then it bounces off the lenses in front of you, and then that beam bounces onto your retina, and then that's where the light is projected. So, like, right off the bat, you have a better chance of what you're looking at feeling like it's real. Hmm. Um, because it's not being put on a screen, and then you're looking at the screen. It's like, it's going right on your eyes, so it's it's like, you know, like the, like an ob- like light bouncing off an object that you're looking at, um, instead of light bouncing off a screen, you know? Yeah. Um, so that might help with like focus issues and stuff like that. I don't actually know all the scientific details of that, but it's a cool idea. Um, and another really interesting thing about that process is um, it's able to completely up. So like you're looking at real life and then all of a sudden they can flick a switch. And like, so this demo that they did, they flicked a switch and all of a sudden 
they were looking at Mars. And the room was still there. Like, they, uh, even though they couldn't see it anymore, like, um, so somehow it was completely obscuring the room. Uh, and they were looking at Mars, and all they could see were like tiny, like, like, like a really specular glint off like a piece of chrome or something. Like, that was all they could still see from the real world. So that's really cool. Yeah. Um, but then there's a limitation where, as um, the field of view right now for the, um, for the HoloLens is kind of, it's, it's not as wide as your eyes can see. So like, it's like kind of on a, it, it, so you can still see the real world on the sides right now, but I'm, I'm guessing that's something they're going to figure out before it actually so it's like, ships. It's like watching it like four by three. Yeah. Sort of like that's that. Weird. Yeah. Hmm. Um, so, uh, but anyway, so this, this Mars demo that they did, they flick a switch and all of a sudden, you're looking at Mars, and uh, it's cool because it was actual imagery of, of Mars from the rovers and stuff, and they just kind of made it um, 3D, like they didn't like paint it up or anything. It was real pictures that they just kind of put in front of someone. Um, but what now? So here's the thing that really caught my attention, and I thought was really cool. Um, he, the person looked over at where the computer was that was like kind of running the simulation, and that was the only thing that they could still see that was in the room. So like the rest of the room is gone, but this computer and stand that the computer is on is still there. Like, like on Mars with him. (laughs) And, and so he walked over to and did some stuff. And then someone from Washington remote joined in and there was like an avatar of this person walking around and like they could like, Oh, and so the guy was using the computer and he took the mouse cursor and dragged it off the screen into Mars and so he has this mouse cursor that just went off his computer screen and is just like floating around and uh like they so and this I read two different descriptions of this scenario and they were that that was just so like so the possibilities are so cool like I could put this thing on and go to Mars you know yeah and uh and what it reminds me of and I think that this is also the reason it's called hollow uh and then a word um, it reminds me of the holodeck from Star Trek. I knew you were going and, uh, there. I don't I know what that yeah. is. He's a Trekkie, guys. Oh, He's a Trekkie, folks. Star Trek. I don't know Star Trek. You have to help Mike. me out. I, oh, come on, I didn't Mike. see that in the J.J. Abrams films. Come so on, Mike. You have to help me. It's obviously, oh, it's obviously from TNG. Come on. It is. And, and, <laughs> oh, and Deep Space Nine and Voyager. <laughs> It was in all of those. But uh, so basically the holodeck, um, I don't want to go to what a holodeck is, but basically it's a <laughs> giant room that can like they convert energy into matter uh and it looks completely real and you're so suddenly you're 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 on a ship but then you walk in this room and you're in Sherwood Forest is an example um and and there's a big difference because that's actually happening around them they can touch the stuff and so that's one limitation HoloLens doesn't have but anyway the Mars application where they had the computer actually in the in the in the scenario with them is what reminded me of the holodeck but anyway you know I'm saying all this having not even like put on a pair and seen what any of it looks like. Right. So, you know, it might be complete crap and these people are just <laughs> being paid by Microsoft to say really nice things about it. Who knows? <laughs> you know, who knows? So I, I, there's a little bit of a skepticism to me also because this, this technology is very different than, you know, Oculus and Morpheus. Yeah. So. Yeah. No, but I was impressed by what I saw. I think it's a really interesting idea. So we'll have to, we'll have to see what they do with it. Yeah. yeah. So I'm going to say I'm cautiously optimistic. I could, That's my I could almost uh, foresee some something cool with this where there's like a 
almost like a dedicated, like an arcade for this. Basically, a big oh. a big room that you go into. You could actually walk around like an adventure kind of scenario. Oh, now, now imagine every one of those rooms is is network connected. So, like. You know, I could call you up at, hey, Adam, call you up. What is this? I would text you and say, hey, Adam, I'm going to the, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to the arcade, the HoloLens arcade here. Why don't you go to yours and we can go play a game together? That would be really cool. Yeah. Yeah. So that, yeah. That's, there's some cool applications for it. I'm, I'm just interested to see how it will actually perform real world because augmented reality, like as far as what I've ever seen of it, it always looks awesome in demonstrations. And then in, mm-hmm. in real practice, it's like, oh, this is kind of garbage. Yeah. So. so yeah, we'll see. Fingers crossed. I think that it's the most promising of the three, but it's also the least developed of the three. So yeah, I'm probably projecting some of my own creativity onto it that may not even be possible. So who knows? Uh, That's my topic. All right, Miguel. Yes, your, t- your topic, good sir. So, um, kind of coming off of last week's topic, where we got to talk with uh, Blake J. Harris about console wars and the whole Nintendo Sega uh, wars that happened. That kind of got me thinking, like, you know, a lot of people back then were Sega kids or Nintendo kids. Like, you kind of had to pick a camp and be in it. Um, I was kind of in this weird, unique position where growing up, I wasn't rich, but my parents liked games. So I had almost everything. Um, You dirty rat. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I had the Atari 2600. uh, Then I had the NES, uh, the Master System, the Genesis, the Super Nintendo, Sega CD, 32X... Wow. Oh, uh, gosh. It went on from there. Like, <laughs> you would have been my best friend if I knew <laughs> yeah, you when was, you were yeah, a kid. <laughs> yeah, there was a reason people came to hang out at my house. Like, uh, I bought the PS1, the N64, the Dreamcast, uh, GameCube, PS2, Xbox. Like, I legit, like, up until the PS3, bought, like, every console that came out. Did you? Uh, but except for the Virtual Boy. Except for the Virtual Boy, because my, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, I like my eyeballs. <laughs> Although our friend Eric Kruger bought a Virtual Boy, yeah, he's, can he still see? Yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, he can. he's got better well, out of, uh, out color of, vision than me. Out of one but, of uh, the, that's a different topic. He can still see out of one of his eyes. <laughs> Everything just looks like Terminator vision. <laughs> um, but anyway, to, but, so to he, get off my tangent of like owning all these awesome consoles, growing up, like I never understood the arguments like, oh no, Nintendo's better and Sega's better and. Uh, I had access to both. So I was like, yeah, I'm playing Super Mario World and I'm also playing Sonic 2. Like, I'm having fun with both of these games. <laughs> um, so I was kind of curious, did you guys fall into one of those camps? If so, which one and, and why? Wait, well, real quick though, Mike, okay. you said you had 32X and uh, yeah, Sega and, CD. And, and to clarify, that's not like the, the 32X like <laughs> console that came out. That's the weird Frankenstein add-on right, to the right. Sega. Yeah. <laughs> Like it was so weird. <laughs> Sega had such weird hardware stuff going on, um, which again, read console wars or read all about this. I was one of those guys that bought into all that nonsense. So I had like the Sega Genesis with the Sega CD attachment, which <laughs> on is the like, side, it's like a like dock caddy corner. and it's a dock station. So it goes underneath and on the side. So my right, Genesis right. is already way bigger. And then I had like that, <laughs> that, uh, 32 X cartridge attachment. So you could play 32 X style games. And that plugged in the top of the Genesis. That plugged yeah, in the top yeah. of the Genesis in the, in the cartridge I actually slot. have one of those. Uh, I, I bought one at GameStop like, <laughs> the other, like a couple years ago. It was, it's amazing. Uh, and then on top of that, um, I don't know if you guys remember this, when Sonic 3 came out, Sonic 3 was like not really finished. So they ended up splitting that game in two. 
and it became Whoa, Sonic 3 and Sonic and & Knuckles. Oh, I didn't realize that it was split up. Yeah, and so Sonic & Knuckles came out later, but it came out like one of those 32X things. It was like a mm-hmm. cartridge that you had to f- you flip the top open of that cartridge and then plugged your Sonic 3 cartridge on top of that. Mm-hmm. To- or Sonic 2 or Sonic 1. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That was like the DLC of the 90s. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you'd actually buy a hardware DLC. Most expensive DLC ever. So uh, at one point in my room, you could walk in and you would see this beast of a console with like a Genesis, a Sega CD, a 32X, a Sonic and Knuckles cartridge, and a Sonic cartridge like towering. Uh, it was it was the ugliest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> oh, that is unbelievable. Fantastic. Well, to a kid in the 90s, though, it's like, oh, this is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> it looked like future stuff back then. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Uh, I remember I had one friend who had a TurboGrafx-16 back Whoa. in the day. Yeah. Ooh. So I got to play, like, Bonk's Adventure and stuff, and I was like, man. <laughs> like, that was one of the two games that released on that system. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. And then, okay, so I had, my first console was the 2600. Um, like me too, like so many people in, in America, but, um, and then we made the switch to the NES. Um, and then from the NES, um, I believe I got a game boy at that point, mm-hmm. but you know, that, that was still, we're still using the NES as our home console and then right. made the switch to the Genesis because I, I can't remember. I think it was like the, a combination of the price and like the Sonic uh, game and, you know, just all that stuff kind of coalesced. And I was just Were like... You lured by his anti-Mario attitude? He, he was just so edgy and and hip and fast. <laughs> and, and came free in the box. And he came free That's in the true. box. So, yeah. So, I, I, I switched over to Genesis. Um, never had a Super Nintendo. Oh, that's so sad. That is very sad. So I missed a ton of like classic games um, that I've had to since double back to, or still haven't managed to get back to. Um, but yeah, so but you got to play mine sometimes. Yeah, that's true. So i i had I had friends with Super Nintendos. So yeah, I, I got to play like Donkey Kong Country and um, like Super Mario RPG, Super Mario RPG, Killer Instinct, like all those games. You know, so. Um, but yeah, from the Genesis, I, I remember thinking like, gosh, I, I really want something newer. And, and I kept seeing all the CD-ROM stuff. So I was like, I was an inch from buying a Sega CD. Oh, wow. Because I had gotten, I had gotten a taste of Dragon's Lair <laughs> and, oh, yeah. in like a, at like a store kiosk. I remember yeah. playing some Dragon's Lair. I think it was like on a 3DO or something. And, uh, and I was like, oh my gosh, this is the greatest thing. You know, it was like a full cartoon, but you can play like little did I know, like years later, I would come to just despise quick time events, you know, yep. and that whole game, that's all it is. But, um, but yeah, so I went from that, basically I was like, oh, okay, I'm going to get a Sega CD and I almost bought one. And then I started hearing about the Saturn on the horizon. And so right. like, okay, I'll, mm-hmm. I'll wait for the Saturn and that comes out. And I think we rented Wait, we rented it like twice. Yeah, we rented a, the Saturn a couple times. Played like Panzer you Dragon, played uh, Panzer Dragoon, and we did play Knights and like Virtua Fighter and stuff. And and uh, Daytona, Daytona, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the greatest theme song. Ever. Daytona. <laughs> so yeah, so we played all that, and then the PlayStation came out, and I remember. I, I think I talked about it before on the show. Like I, I played Wipeout at a kiosk in Toys R Us, and I was like, "Oh, I remember." I was that. like, "That's it. I, it's all PlayStation." And I never looked back. I, I got the PlayStation One, and then I bought the PlayStation Two, PlayStation Three, PlayStation Four, and in the middle of actually before I got the PS Three, I got a Wii. 
which was the first Nintendo console I had purchased since the Game Boy. Wow. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So I took, Poor man. I took quite a long break, but again, I had, uh, I had friends who had N64s. So, uh, um, so you still played GoldenEye? Still Mario played Kart. GoldenEye, Mario Kart, mm-hmm. um, still played like and in my bonus room. Yeah. Mario 64 <laughs> and, uh, Star Fox and all those, all the greats. So, um, but yeah, like pretty much ever since PlayStation, that's been my primary console, like one, two, three, and four. And then with usually in the last two rounds, I've had a Nintendo console next to it, you know, for like to play some, you know, play some Mario and stuff and, uh, gotta play some Mario, gotta play some Mario. And then, um, <laughs> but I hadn't bought another portable console until, uh, the Vita, so really, I went from the Game Boy to the Vita. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's a big upgrade. <laughs> yeah, that's quite, quite an upgrade. Yeah. What about you, David? All right. Well, I was also like Mike, except I still am like Mike was. Um, so I had an Atari. <laughs> Everyone wants <laughs> to be like Mike. <laughs> that's true. Everyone wants to. So I'll explain <laughs> in a second. Uh, so I had a 2600. Um, I was too young to know that I liked video games when the 2600 happened. But my dad, for some reason, wanted it. So he got it, which is crazy because my dad does not play games. He's n- I've never seen him play a single video game except for one, <laughs> Paperboy. He played Paperboy a lot. But I, it's weird. I don't know why he wanted a 2600, but he bought it, and then I played it all the time. Um, so that was my first one. Then the Nintendo, of course, because that was pretty much everyone's first one, except for a few people I know that got the Master System instead. But uh, so Nintendo happened, and then I got a Game Boy, and then my sister got a Game Boy, uh, which, oh, my sister says she listens to this show, so I'm going to give her a shout out here oh, yeah. and test that statement, yeah. because she doesn't <laughs> like video games at all. Okay. So if she's, if she's listening to this, hi, Rach. Hey, Rach. Um, or Ray, actually, Ray, is Ray, Ray. goes by. My bad. Big Ray Ray. Uh, anyway, Ray, no, just, just Ray. Lil, Lil Ray Ray. <laughs> Ray, that's pretty good, actually. Uh, so there's a new nickname for you, Ray, if you if you want that. But uh, anyway, um, you can use that for your rap name, Lil Ray Ray, <laughs> if you like. Uh, so we had Game Boys, and then um, the Genesis came out a little bit before the Super Nintendo, and I got like this: I want a new console itch. So I spent my own money that I had been saying. Oh, let me let me prefaces i bought the nintendo with my own money too oh, wow that's impressive um yeah that was i was like the, eight. the NES. So that was a yeah that was a huge deal yeah. wow. like i saved for a long time um mowed a lot of lawns for that one wow but uh worth it then yeah worth it because exactly. look at you today you're on this look podcast at me today <laughs> five thousand plays <laughs> it, it's totally worth it <laughs> If it, weren't for the, if it weren't for you mowing all those lawns, getting that NES at such a young age, you never would have made it to this podcast. Never. It never would happen. See? So the Lord has welcome, a plan. Internet. The Lord has a plan. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so then I spent my money on a Genesis, bought that, and then I started hearing about the Super Nintendo, and I was like, oh man, but I already have the Genesis. Yeah, and the Genesis does what Nintendo don't. So that's right, but I don't understand. But I still wanted, I still loved Mario. I loved me some Mario. Yeah. So I, I wanted to play Super Mario World and all that stuff. Um, so I actually worked out a deal with my dad. Um, my dad was a singer. He would go around to different parts of the country and like sing, uh, at various like churches and stuff. And, um, uh, he actually had this one summer where we like were gone the entire summer. We were out of town just going to different places. And so I got to see a lot of like, especially the Northeast part of america i got to travel around there a lot when i was a kid and on tour 
Yeah, on tour. Oh, man. And uh, I, I was like a technically savvy little kid, and so I would run sound from my dad. That's awesome. Um, That's cool. Uh, yeah, so we would set up we would set up our own gear in these places, and you know, I would set up the mic and the keyboard and all that stuff. And um, uh, so my dad my dad decided to pay me for my summer of work when I was like twelve. Ah, probably very nice. Um, he he uh or maybe i was 13 one of those anyway uh he paid me by buying me a super nintendo and uh so that's pretty sweet uh, yeah so that's how i ended up with both of those um then i got a nintendo 64 and i was not having the playstation i, I was so that. convinced <laughs> i was so convinced that the n64 was better <laughs> Uh, because technically it was. Uh, uh, it just no. had space limitations. No. Oh, no, it was. All, it was. All technically, it games. was better. No. It was. First of all, it was six. Okay, Mike, do you really want to have this discussion right now? <laughs> I, I think this is the place to have it. <laughs> yeah. It was 64 bit, not 32 bit. It had. Uh, uh, oh, what was it called? Mipmap processing? Where. It had blurry um, vision. I remember that. No, no, no. Let me explain. <laughs> it, it could. It had a better way of uh, dithering textures. Um, but the issue that the, the issue reason is they looked textures blurry. would fit on a cartridge. <laughs> yeah, it's exactly because they couldn't fit on a cartridge. So the one thing that the PlayStation could do better than the N64 was space because it was on a CD. Um, but technically, the hardware of the N64 was better. I'm gonna I'm gonna disagree with you on on one crucial point. Okay, that banana controller. <laughs> oh, I love that controller. That controller though. is the, the craw. that may be the worst controller ever made. Oh man. What, oh, what it was like it was a weird it was to be fair it was real weird it was like you you had to hold it in the <laughs> middle like a weird deep pad on the left side you're never gonna touch yeah, you, no one ever used it <laughs> and you just like had your hand in the middle with this weird claw thing on the outside of your hand it was it was weird but it wasn't uncomfortable it and just then, was weird and when you were playing games like mario party where you had to re- rotate the joystick like crazy <laughs> it would get all powdered milk inside there and it would be like <laughs> It, it would get all just gross, and then pretty I can't soon you just called it powder. And it had that weird like octagonal gate, so you couldn't really make efficient circles oh. with it. You had to like click around the yeah, sides. Yeah, it, like, it was like <laughs> as you oh, rotate. Man. Yeah, it was the, the worst. A fourteen-year-old fanboy in me is like screaming right now. <laughs> it's okay. Oh, yeah. Sometimes I, in life you choose wrong. Yeah, it's true. And in, only in hindsight do you realize that I was right when I was talking up. Yeah, the PlayStation. I was so wrong. I was so wrong playing Star Fox and GoldenEye and Super Mario 64 and Zelda Ocarina of Time. That was just a terrible choice. It was a mistake. It was a mistake. (laughs) (laughs) So then after the N64, did you you ever get a PlayStation? I did. Like the year before PlayStation 2 came out, I bought a PlayStation. (laughs) Because during that same period of time, uh, our buddy Eric had a PlayStation 1 and I had one and I bought the Link Cable. Oh yeah. oh yeah, and and this is where Link Mode Descent comes into play because oh we played Descent. Oh, we we would set up two TVs back to back. This is before you could play online, like yeah. on on consoles at least. And so yeah, you had your PlayStation with a link cable to the other PlayStation, and then the two TVs back to back, and it was just one on one descent, and it was the most intense, <laughs> it was the best, hardest. Like oh, it was so great. But yeah, we played that, and that was kind of the precursor for me, at least that that was the beginning of the multiplayer era, quote unquote. Because mm-hmm. right after, on the heels of that, was Goldeneye. Yep. So, and then we just played that all the time. Yeah. No, no link mode required. Yep. Just uh, four controllers. Yeah. But uh, uh, I forget where we. Were. Oh, we were also going to talk about um how Adam and I, when we were in high school, we would instead of listening to the lecture, we would write. <laughs> 
debates <laughs> over whether the N64 or the PlayStation was better. And they were always kind of tongue-in-cheek. We were never really serious about yeah, it. You, but they were largely irrational arguments. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it was just a fun way to waste time in, in high school. And Adam still got straight A's and I got like C's, so I don't know how he did yeah, that. Yeah, I, I would be I would say things like, you know, they, a recent study showed that playing too much N64 actually gives you diarrhea. So, you know, this is the irrational, bizarre things. Um, it was great. But after the N64, you got your PlayStation 1. You got your PlayStation 2. Was that? Yeah, I got a play. So at, at the time, I worked at Software Etc., which was now, which is now games, uh, GameStop. Hey, fun. So I used to work there, too. Oh, yeah, I didn't that. know that. More best friend we points. Retail, retail, retail buddies. <laughs> <laughs> retail buddies. Oh, but uh, I actually finagled a way to buy the PS2 on opening day, even though I didn't pre-order it because I worked at a software, etc. <laughs> <Didn't laughs> <And>, uh, <laughs> uh, so yeah, I got one of those, even though there were no games. I should never have bought that on opening day. That was the dumbest thing ever because <laughs> there was like one game, and I, I didn't really like it very much. But you but had, I a, had a PS2. But you, you had playing a, Summoner. You just watching DVDs. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Uh, so I bought a PS2. I also bought a GameCube. I'm just throwing out out no, there. I bought one um, of those too. Yeah, I got I got one of each. Um, and then uh, you know played me some uh, Super Smash Brothers on that and whatever. Indeed. And then after that, um, let's see. Uh, I never owned a Dreamcast or a Saturn. I still own um, a Dreamcast. I wanted a Dreamcast really bad. I still got one. Once you can, you can, you can come over next time. You come over. I'll hook it up. Oh. We'll play Crazy Taxi. Yes, that sounds awesome. And what about that? Um, Power Stone. I, I got, remember I that have, game being I really Power fun. Stone, Jet Grind Radio. Nice. Oh, MVC2. Yeah, I got all I'm the in. hits. Oh, what was that weird? I gotta come out to LA. What was that weird game with the fish that would like learn how to talk? Seaman. Seaman. <laughs> that was C-Man. creepy. He would yeah, talk <laughs> to you. It was really I just weird. remember one time, uh, bonus room memories, uh, <laughs> hashtag bonus room memories. Um, <laughs> I feel like that needs to be in a new segment. <laughs> Hashtag bonus room memories. Uh, Eric and David are sitting there playing Seaman, and it's like three, four in the morning, and I'm just trying to sleep on the couch, and I'm having the weirdest fever dream based on the weird sounds that are coming out of that game. And I, because he like sort of would respond to what you were saying, but not really. And I can hear you and Eric just saying weird things to him, and then he's like mumbling responses back. I'm like, oh gosh, I just want to sleep. <laughs> So. Uh, okay, let's see. GameCube, and then I got a Wii, and I got an Xbox, and I got a PS3. Mm-hmm. Xbox no, 360 wait. or the original Xbox? Oh, the Xbox. Uh, no, I got an original Xbox. That yeah. was PS2 time. Yep. But So I got an Xbox, uh, then I got an Xbox 360, then I got a PS3, and I got a Wii, and then I got... <laughs> <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then I got a PS4. There you go. And I think we're... Oh, and I got a Wii U. Oh, yeah. There you go. So, so, I, so I've never really picked sides ever. So, I yeah, you've tried to own all of them. Yeah, you've had basically all the Nintendo consoles. Um, yes. Only one Sega console, right? Except for Virtual Boy. Uh, oh, yeah. I had yeah, the, it doesn't count. Yeah, yeah I only garbage. had the Genesis. And you had the PSP as well, right? Oh, I did. I forgot about that. That one doesn't count. I played like one half a game. You played Metal one, Gear. So. You played Peace no, Walker, right? I didn't. You didn't play Peace no. Walker? I thought you had that. I had a demo oh. for it. Oh, heavens. But I never owned it. Uh, I only played Loco Roco on it. <laughs> that was a good game. It was a I good game. Loco Roco. Oh, did, I thought you had Patapon. Oh, I did have... I played Patapon, too. Yeah, You're right. You had the Patapon. I forgot about that. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but that's it. That's all. Yeah. No, <laughs> that I, was a I really was expensive two games. You no, know, I was in the very same boat. I, up until the Wii, 
uh, which really burned me on Nintendo, and I kind of I'm refusing to buy anything from them until I see something new and special. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been a PlayStation guy since then. Um, I like the Xbox. I, I loved my original Xbox playing oh, I love Halo with my dad, uh, which he still plays, which is awesome. But oh, I wow, up, that is cool. Yeah, a- after the PS3, though, I mean, I was out on my own by then, and I just didn't have the time or money to buy multiple consoles at that point. So the Wii U was gathering, or so the Wii was gathering dust. PS3 got tons of use. And I just never end up picking up a 360, which is a shame because yeah. there are some games I still want to play. But Gears, I played Gears. I went to a buddy's house. Cool, oh. that game was fun. Yeah, yeah like, that's that's one of my favorites from the Xbox 360 era. Oh, I, I left out something. Um, I owned a uh, uh, what is it? Game Boy Advance. Oh yeah, the Game Boy go. Color. Yeah, the DS. Uh, I, a DS and a 3DS. So. <laughs> yeah, so you and a 3DS the, XL. <laughs> so you've had all the handles. <laughs> are you gonna get the Are you gonna get the new? Oh gosh. Uh, I think I'm gonna wait and see if there's another new one next year. We, sh- <laughs> and then- we should wait on this because this is again part of my I have problems with the Nintendo conversation oh, okay. that we're gonna have. <laughs> all right. Um, so I guess to to wrap it up, uh, yeah, it sounds like David and I kind of owned uh, most of the consoles. I own all, more. All of the important ones. Yeah, I own more than you. You didn't own a Dreamcast. And Dreamcast is worth its weight in gold. (laughs) (laughs) You have me there. It's Um, it's worth its weight in burned games. Adam's the one smelly hobo sitting over with his Genesis, like, I I like to play games. Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. Yeah, I I was playing my Earthworm Gym, though. I was having a great time. Oh, that game was great. I was, I was, was I had, I had a good time with the Sega. I honestly, I I wasn't, it's, it's interesting because like, even though I was a kid and I liked video games, I was not as into video games as I am now when I, back then, like when I had the the Genesis. Yeah, it's weird. I play, I probably, I probably play more games now than I did then because I was like in a band and in school and like so much going on socially. Like now it's like, uh, you know, we kind of live out in the middle of nowhere and, you know, I, I hang out with the, the family and stuff. But like, yeah, a lot of times, you know, after you have kids, you have to find more things that you like doing at home. So sure. Hmm. Yeah. Well, we better move on to the next topic. I just thought of a great new topic. idea. I'm going to jot this down. Consoles oh. we regret buying. <laughs> oh, I like it. All right. Future so, topic. So my topic for this week, uh, we'll make it we'll make it brief. But uh, I just wanted each of us to pick a truly great game story that stuck with us. Like now, cause so many game stories uh, are like throwaway excuses for us to like shoot at things. Um, and uh, so, e- and even the ones that most people consider to be good are quickly forgotten. Um, mm-hmm. So and most of us remember the things that we did in a game much more clearly than we remember the plot points of the game. So mm-hmm. yeah, just games that really, uh, that the story really stuck with you and why you think it stuck with you instead of fading like so many others. I can, I can start. I Do already it. have my answer. Go for it. Um, Ico. Oh yeah. I, you know, it's funny. I, I, I own Ico now for PS3. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I can't remember how to solve any of the puzzles. I don't remember <laughs> the gameplay. I only remember the story. And I think part of that is because of the really unique way that it's told where it, it's, it's very vague and ambiguous. Mm-hmm. And so your brain has to like kind of fill in some of the gaps. Like, cause the, the princess doesn't even speak English. Yeah. Like she's, I don't know what language she's speaking. <laughs> um, it's not Japanese because in Jap in Japanese or in Japan, it's not in, it, they don't understand what she's saying. Yeah. So she, it's like the um, Seager Rose, uh, Hope Landic, <laughs> you know, it's like, the, yeah, it's kind of like, it's that. like this fake language. So it's foreign to everybody or, or like, yeah, uh, but, or journey did it with their symbols too. Oh yeah. Journey journey is good too. Yeah. But, um, uh, 
like I just remember, you know, running up the stairs in the cage and, you know, uh, her, her, her mother or whatever, like the witch lady. Mm-hmm. And I just remember, I remember all these like really specific like story beats, mm-hmm. but I don't remember almost any of the puzzles. Mm-hmm. So, um, and just the atmosphere. I want, I want more Ico. Yeah. Come on. I want more Ico. Last Guardian. S- stop strap dragging your feet on Last Guardian. It's never Let's- happening. <laughs> I just want it. Or someone else. I don't Somebody know. Just someone make Ico. Anyone no, make you, more Ico. You should be on the lookout for Rhyme, because that game looks heavily That game inspired. looks really good. Yeah, it looks, is that an Xbox Xbox One? It's a PS4 game uh, coming out, oh, and it, it looks like a, a cross between Ico and uh, Wind Waker, art style-wise. Ooh. That's exactly how I was going to describe it. Yeah, it looks really good. Um, Miguel. Yes. What, um, what's your game story? Man, there's there's a lot of game stories uh, that I like a lot. Um and Once I feel more, like I feel like this one you may have an advantage on this one because you have an excellent memory for the for story. Like only when it comes to games. Yeah. <laughs> Don't ask me anything else that's happened anytime recently or in the past. Um so The Last of Us, I think, is probably my standout game story mm-hmm. from like the last couple of years. Hmm. Um also uh Bioshock and Bioshock Infinite. Mm-hmm. Uh and Oh, even Bioshock DLC. Infinite. Bioshock Infinite I, I think has a really intriguing story. Mm-hmm. I understand that I'm not saying people don't get it. The end is weird. It's very weird. And I feel like yeah, I feel like in Bioshock ways, Infinite interpretation. Yeah, I feel like Bioshock Infinite it's like the story is the first hour and the last hour. And yeah. everything mm-hmm. in between is just shoot stuff and yeah, go yeah, and go true. here. So but I that's think exactly a, how I feel cool about it. There's a cool story in there somewhere and I think that story is better told in Burial at Sea. Oh, Burial uh, at Sea. I, I need to play that. That yeah, that game's amazing. Uh, there's also, gosh, like Chrono Trigger. I know that story inside and out. Well, mm-hmm. yeah, that's and that's definitely when you've played it so many times. It's yeah. ingrained. But I, what I mean is more games that like maybe you only played it once, um, but the story stuck with you. Spec Ops the line. Oh, mm. my gosh. Absolutely. That, that I is still a great have, pick. I still have like night tears. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that, that's, uh, that's an that excellent game, that example. That game will mess you up. So if you'd like some panic attacks, be sure to play Spec Ops The Line. <laughs> yeah, that game, that game I, I can't spoil what the story is because like you need to experience that game. Yeah. But I think that's probably one of like the most uh, intriguing stories that I've played in, in the last few years. The Last of Us is great. It's more straightforward uh, and much easier to grasp, but it's done so well. And I really like that story. Yeah. Uh, but Spec Ops, that's probably a, game, like a good example of a game. Like I played that game one time through. And I still remember what happened in that game because yeah. I, I can't forget it. Now, and Last of Us is an interesting one because, um, you know, it, it's very much the same storytelling formula that they that uh, Naughty Dog used in Uncharted. And Uncharted, like, I don't remember any of those stories. Like, and, and <laughs> I, I kind of remember too. And I love those games. Like, I had the greatest time playing those games. But, like, it was very much like, I'm having a great time. I'm shooting. I like the adventure atmosphere and the characters a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember these character moments, but I don't remember the plot. And, like, and that's so... That's definitely one where it's like you're shoot, you know, you're shooting, you're climbing, yeah, you're yeah. jumping, and then and then it goes to like a quick thirty second or minute cutscene, and then you're back to having you know playing yeah. and everything. And even though they did, they started making some strides in like the dialogue being given while you're running and stuff like that. That was amazing. That was too. that was yeah. a really cool innovation. But like, um, I still don't really remember those stories. But for the Last of Us, for some reason, that story was it really stuck with me as well. I, but I feel like, um my pick for this 
uh, topic basically was is just uh, The Walking Dead season one. Yeah, just oh, because, wow. yeah, just because that game. Um, and and here's I'm getting to the kind of I'm, the, I'm the guessing core. With that one uh, you could break me down like each episode for the most yeah. part. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And like that that story really stuck with me. Like, and I feel like. The reason I'm kind of getting to the core of this topic, uh, for my, for me anyway, the reason why some of these stories stick with, with me at least, and I'm right there with you with, uh, Ico, is that it has more to do with what you're doing. It, when the story, when the gameplay and the story are married, which, mm-hmm. uh, which is, you know, absolutely the case in the Walking Dead game, like you're all the, the hardest choices are things you're actually doing, you know, so it's like, so much of the the story is directly married to the gameplay and that's why mm-hmm. because because you tend to remember the things you do in the game um you know that's that's i feel like that's why it stuck with me and i feel the same way for ico um that's actually a great example because um you know the you're 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 leading this girl around you're forming this bond uh, mm-hmm. She's talking about Oompa Loompas a lot. Um, <laughs> no, you're talking about. Oh, Oompa that's right. Oompa, Oompa, Oompa. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, like, and so everything that that you're doing in the story and the plot is actually things that you're playing, and and there are mm-hmm. there are cinematics, but for the most part, it's all the other moments that you remember. And I feel like yeah. they they did such a great job of marrying the mechanics to the the world and the story in The Last mm-hmm. of Us. That oh yeah that. Mm-hmm. That's probably why that one is head and shoulders more memorable story wise. That intro, that intro, yeah. oh my gosh, so memorable. So yeah, and you're playing the whole thing. Yeah, pretty much. I've yeah. got an opinion on this, uh, and I know Adam. This this might stem like uh, like a year or two ago. I remember you showing me this article where you thought it was really intriguing, where they had done some surveys and found that uh, when it came to, like games versus movies, like maybe ten percent of the audience like really retained game stories. Yeah, yeah. Versus like watching film or, or a TV huh. series. Um, which, and, and I think you're right. A lot of it has to do with like, well, how tied in is the gameplay? How important is the gameplay to what you're actually doing? Yeah. Um, and I think that's probably part of it, but I think if I look at all the stories that I really, really remember, um, and all the ones that you're describing is not only does the gameplay, uh, kind of tie in with what the narrative is, but the game has a emotional resonance with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Uncharted, uh, you may not remember all the plot points of the stories that happen there because it's kind of like this fun pulp action thing that happens. Like, right? It's sort of it's. I mean, it's it's really well written and it's really fun, but it's sort of like this is the reason to get to the next set piece to blow the train up or to take <laughs> right. the mountain down. Um, whereas uh, something like The Last of Us or Eco or even games that have like no dialogue, like Journey. Um, the stories kind of stick with you because the whole time you're emotionally attached to what's happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I think akin to like what you would be in a really good movie. Yeah. You know, I was, I was just thinking a, a really good, um, a really, another really big part of at least journey and Ico, uh, and maybe last of us too. Um, like the, the, the ambience of the, like, I can remember what every area sounds like in Ico, mm-hmm. like the, the, like the bird cooing and, the, the water lapping and all that stuff. I remember the wind. Like I just remember, and the music, I just remember, you know, you go and you sit, sit on the couch and you save and the most beautiful song you've ever heard starts to play, you know, like, or, or you beat the game and this chorus of children sweep your emotions away to like this beautiful Epic song. Like I, there's, you know, the sound has something to do with this. Yeah, also. definitely. Very true. 
All right. Well, I feel like, not to toot our own horns, but I feel like we were really amazing, and so we should stop now. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> what does that mean? Why, why, because we're amazing, should we stop? You, you got to go out on top. Oh, like go out with a bang sort of thing. I say we go out with end of the show plugs for men. Oh. Yes. Please. You guys, please. <laughs> please. <laughs> I don't know. Please. Pretty please. <laughs> Pretty please. Help support the show for <laughs> $0 by signing up for a free audiobook on audibletrial.com slash SBFVGS. Um, Even if you already have, you can make a new one and get another free book. <laughs> I don't know if that's like against the rules or whatever. I, like, it if probably you have is. email account. It probably oh, is. Okay. Um, well, if it is, then don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, follow us on Twitter at SBFVGSpodcast. Um, Barry White, B U R Y W I T E. That is me, Adam. Um, Mike is Taco Douglas, and David is David J Tate. And also, we're um, those same names on PSN, except for Mike, who is Taco underscore Douglas. He had to be different. He has I, to be difficult. Yeah. In <laughs> retrospect, because I made that PSN ID before my Twitter ID. Oh boy! Twitter taught me was like it was okay. You don't have to have spaces between names. Like just capitalize it'd be fine just let go i didn't know mm-hmm. just let go and know. live mistakes let it go. were made i'm sorry <laughs> sing that song from that popular disney film let it go i don't know that song no no whoa i know i do i know that i was <laughs> gonna say you have a daughter you have my to daughter's at disneyland tonight wearing a uh a frozen dress <laughs> of course yeah. Elsa dress i'm sorry also <laughs> uh, all right so so are you gonna plug, all, oh uh, yeah go for it you know again thank you guys for listening to the show. We're, we're so thankful for all that support. And if you guys could go that one step further and pick up a free audiobook, it would help support the bandwidth. And we'd also like to, to do some really cool stuff for you guys, like possible game giveaways mm-hmm. um, and things like that. And that would help fund that. Um, oh and- yeah. And we were also talking about, um, you know, episodes and episodes ago um, that uh, we'd like to do, Something to do with, uh, you know, iTunes reviews as well. So I want to, I want to toss this out there for consideration. Maybe if you have reviewed the show on iTunes and it's a glowing review, of course, um, <laughs> then you would maybe get an extra entry in future giveaways, oh. you know, something oh. along those lines. Oh. Little, little incentive, oh, wow. little incentive. You help us, we help you. Yeah. So if you guys you scratch your back, <laughs> wait, you scratch my back, I, I scratch your back. I'm getting a back scratch at some point, right? Yeah. I hope so. <laughs> so yeah, if you guys want to take that next step in supporting us and heading over to uh, to audible.com slash SBFEGS, uh, I'm recommending Console Wars by Blake J. Harris. Indeed. Uh, the audiobook is fantastic. I, I really think you guys will like it if you have time to check that out. Yes, that's awesome. Um, also, we are on Facebook, facebook.com slash SBFVGS, or you can yeah. follow, follow the blog at SBFVGSpodcast.wordpress.com. And that's where we Come post any extras, you know, that we may have discussed in the show, uh, the Peepo video, all that good stuff. Yeah. David. Huh? What? You've got a new video up. Yes, you do. Oh, oh on, uh, on Sir Dative Gaming? You sure do. Mm. That was your segue to plug it. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, yes, yeah, so I <laughs> I have dabbled in the realm of YouTube's uh not streaming. Um YouTube stardom. Um, yes, <laughs> YouTube stardom. <laughs> uh I I am I go by Sir Dative on YouTube that is S I R D A I D V. Um Sir Dative Gaming actually. Um, so if you go to youtube.com slash Gaming, you will find me there. Uh, I just posted a video of myself playing Heroes of the Storm. I have another one in the hopper. I've just not had any time to edit it. Um, 
right now. Uh, so the first one I posted is how it feels to lose in Heroes of the Storm because it will happen. <laughs> and uh, and then my next one will be how to how it feels to win. So um, you know you can go over there check that out if you have any interest in Heroes of the Storm. And just actually really quick, Heroes of the Storm just went into beta and you can actually buy your way in now if you have some if you have forty dollars lying around. Heavens. Gets you like three heroes and stuff. So that's a lot of heroes. Uh, yeah, so if you if you want to play Heroes of the Storm with me, you can find me on there too. I'll I'll give you my uh, just tweet me. I'll give you my my Blizzard handle. I don't know it off the top of my hand, the top of my head, okay. off the top of my hand. <laughs> what is wrong that's, with me? That's something no one's ever said. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> <laughs> all right, that's all the time we have for Super Best Friends Video Game Sleepover Episode Nine. Thank you for listening. We will be back every two weeks with more recorded talking voices on gaming. <laughs> hit us up on twitter or facebook with your questions topics or musings if you want to be part of the show goodbye everybody goodbye i'm clapping whether you guys do or not bye the bye yeah i'm not clapping i refuse Welcome to Super Best Friends Video Game Sleepover. Hi, guys. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> okay, here we go. Here. Let's just roll with it, man. Weird. That no. was awesome. That was, that was unacceptable. <laughs> I'm sorry. Here we go. And a one, and a two, and a three.